0: again to another another episode of Free Range Thinking with Alex and Sharon.
1: And it's episode four episode already. Episode
0: four. That's right. That's right. Yes. And uh, I realize we're going to have to, I mean, that one doesn't bother me so far. I don't think we need something super fancy. <laughs> but I noticed some people have these, you know, things where they just cut and pasted it and they don't say it anymore. You know, they had just this intro. And uh, but I'm like, nah. I kind of like
1: the organic thing. I I like the organic thing uh, much more mm-hmm. because uh, when 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 I when you binge here or you binge listen to mm-hmm. uh, something or uh, especially if you binge watch uh, YouTube stuff that's around two, three, five minutes and. 25 seconds of that is always the same uh intro with exactly. the same logo and the same sound whew, that yeah. gets a little bit little bit boring so uh, i mm-hmm. i tend to uh, do an individual uh, intro every time
0: cool I'm, I'm up for that um it's like say well uh, carry on until we decide to do it in a different way.
1: <laughs> yeah, or, or, or when all the people that are listening say, no, please do a proper intro, then we can do one as well. It's like you Even might maybe be listening to the wrong
0: podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> if you want something... Just listen
1: to the intro of another podcast and then come back And then back come to back.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want something perfect and canned and predictable, you might be on the wrong podcast.
1: <laughs> that could be. Yeah. So, talking about that, <laughs> one, one, one question mm-hmm. I uh, I uh, put in my uh, downhill parking section of the last mm-hmm. one uh, mm-hmm. is: How can we be more inclusive?
0: That's such a good question, and and so complex. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no, no real, you know, fast food answer of, of that. Um, and I've done a, since our last conversation, you know, I've had a lot of conversations where that's popped up. And so I was thinking about, um, you know, the conversation we were having inclusive. How do you do that? Um, you know, so again, how do we do it? How should we do it? there's you know um uh, you know must and ought to and so even starting from that point you know because it's it's we could give our opinion all day and say everything should be like Montessori school and, and very very inclusive and and you know, but how do you even get to that point? So the, I mean, you, you could go very, very granular, or you could get very, you, you could, you could pan out, zoom out. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Idealistic. Uh-huh. And, and when we, when we, if we zoom out far enough and say, you know how it should be, you know, it's like people say, everybody should be nice to each other. Sure. But is it realistic? Is it really going to happen? So when we talk about the inclusivity, you know, are you talking about school systems? Are you talking about work? So I think I mean, it's so complex. Where do you want to start is my first question of that.
1: <laughs> I, I uh, thought about a question from the other standpoint or the other mm-hmm. perspective and thought, how, how can we as neurodivergent people Include the neuronormative people into that.
0: Hmm. We're doing it, buddy. We're doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that and that, that that was that that was the next mm-hmm. the next thing that uh, the the free range thinking is also uh, a, a part of. Yeah, getting neuronormative people a glimpse into that. Mm-hmm world and to I mean it's a it's a the neurodiversity is a complex thing in itself. Right. And being inclusive. I mean I I just I just thought um we can we can approach it from another direction like um from a from language perspective. In Germany or in German um inclusive or inclusion is a really specific word mm-hmm. um, that is um, especially in the in, in the workplace or in the um, in, in, in public places um, means um, to include or to uh, build something um, that um, doesn't exclude. Especially people um, with physical disabilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that for example, people in wheelchairs have the possibility mm-hmm. to get somewhere and are not excluded right right, so it's a really really specific term uh, right. in in German
0: but that's again <clears throat> excuse me the you know the where's the starting point of of What, you know, just a a general discussion between people or then do we go on like the policy level of governments um, where then they start, you know, kind of forcing everybody to include things that they're maybe not ready for. But who's ready Mm. for that, Uh, you know, for change, Mm. for different. And Mm. so I think of the the inclusivity is including people in conversations. That's sort of the, the entry level. And the other stuff, or the people that are doing policy, which is not my swim lane, it'll take i not to say it'll take care of itself, but the more people that I can have a conversation with, and if somebody comes to an oh uh in you know an aha moment or or an awareness moment that happens to write policy um I know it's slow, I know people want things to change very fast, certain things you know i think should be Um, for example i'll give you an example Um, some things are naturally slow moving other things for example in a in a kind of an immigrant situation a crisis Mm. um, where people are you know fleeing to another country and who is giving the the aid in some of these camps it's like man it would be great to work with some of these teams and and say what are you doing about the inclusivity of neurodivergence because you know that that is not high on the list mm-hmm. and and the the amount of trauma that they have to deal with in a situation like that, you there there are certain things that are, you know, the, the food, water, clean water, um, you know, a bed, these things are at the top of the top of the list so that but in a settled quote-unquote settled society mm. then the the, the 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 divergence um issues can be pushed more to the top does that make any sense at all i know <laughs> in my head it makes perfect sense but there's there's um yeah how do we fit it in when do we fit it in um but I think having discussions about it and having, uh, you know, doing what we're doing now, somebody could be listening to this that works in, you know, the, the crisis trauma field and go, oh, shit, you know, I didn't think of that. Hey, maybe the next time I put up, a t- you know, and I notice, even noticing somebody who's neurodivergent or have a family or even to ask the question, do you have anybody who's neurodivergent in your family? You know, what can we do? How can we help in any if it's possible
1: something you have to know before you can ask that question is does the person know what neurodiversity or neurodivergent is i mean before i got to know you uh, and saska two months ago mm-hmm. um i never, the, the term never crossed my attention okay so okay. Uh, so but how um, did you
0: find out about it we found out about it through a discussion
1: yeah, to, through the discussion, uh, maybe yeah. maybe we, uh, for for this, um, mm-hmm. is there are are there signs that you uh, or is there something um, we could? A person who is working in that field, okay. for example, and wants to know, uh, do I have t- uh, somebody in front of me who is uh, maybe neurodivergent um, in in some way? Mm-hmm. Um, are there questions or are there signs? that you can see or um yeah where you can get an antenna for so that uh-huh. you uh-huh. so that you uh, I like the I I like the thought of some questions so that you uh-huh. can can uh uh get this out of people uh, really Right, right. Uh in, in in a really comfortable way. Mm-hmm. And not in a like like in a checklist way like, exactly. "Are you this? No. Okay, are you this? No. Are you this? That. Okay, well, then you are like this." Or. we
0: could talk we could talk about your experience. Did did you feel like I when I brought it up that I was using a checklist?
1: Ah, no, no, no. No, no. Okay, uh, absolutely so not. Okay. So this
0: is how I do it. And so when I'm talking to somebody, the yeah. the majority of the the tools aren't questions the majority of the tools are listening and so i'm listening to you talk and i listen to comments that you make now granted we had a, enough time to have a conversation and so this is the thing it's you know depending on the the, the situation we're in how much time do we have to listen
2: yeah.
0: and so in in with you i thought huh i was observing and i thought huh, oh, okay that's interesting he said that that and then i was like huh And then i started to notice another thing and then i noticed another thing and it's just information that you don't even know you're giving me um and then i so then i ask a question it's like hey you know (laughs) how do you feel about this or have you had a thing you're like oh i hate that god that's really hard and i'm like okay what's hard about that what's hard about that this is how and then listening so the questions don't don't start at you know at the top it's i mean i guess they could that's not how i do it i don't think i could work like that but then again everything that i do i build time into it where i can listen to somebody it just i just
1: start would having you approach, a
0: conversation uh,
1: how would you approach a situation or how would you approach a person uh, when you only have two to five minutes <laughs>
0: I always laugh when somebody asks me that because, okay, number one, I don't is, my, is like the first <laughs> answer. What the hell am I going to do? How can you make, how can you get, because it's about winning trust and you're not yeah. going to get good information if you like are in somebody's face, because that's what that feels like, yeah. you know, would we want somebody to do that to us and try and figure out, figure us out in two to five minutes? No. That's not going to happen. Mm. Now, I do admit there are some people I have a conversation with and it's just like, oh, you're cool. And then we just like, ah, you know, we dive into it. And you, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's happened. And, and, but it's not like somebody trying to assess me. We're just getting mm. to know each other. We're building a connection. And I, oh, I, I can notice stuff in two to five minutes, but I'm not yeah. going in there with that intent. And I think that's the difference. And so if we meet people where they are, you know, for whatever... For me, I'm just curious about everybody, and then I notice stuff. That's basically how the equation works. I don't even know if it would work if I went in to find, you know, and... and, Because that's almost like profiling or... I,
1: yeah, that, that was you something know, assess, I, like I thought about as well.
0: Because people say, well, can you assess my team? Well, I don't go in and assess a team about their neurodivergence. I go in to assess the team of like, what are they, just what are they like? I start off from that point and it's like, ooh, and I can get people to tell me their stories. And by people telling me stuff, then I start noticing the patterns and then I ask more questions and then I come out with the assessment. I yeah, that's but that's can, my
1: style uh, can, can, can <laughs> I rephrase the question? Uh, okay. <laughs> what would you advise what would you uh, advise somebody like uh, somebody who has to assess a team or a teacher that mm-hmm. has to go in front of a new class uh, mm-hmm. every half a year or coaches that have to do mm-hmm. workshops or so mm-hmm. uh, what would what would your advice be to them? Uh, how they can uh, develop antennas for neurodiversity and be more inclusive to a lot of people, That's maybe in a short amount of time, or not? A sh- uh, yeah, I'm independent of of time right now. Just if you have to <laughs> give the advice to a person.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Good people, <laughs> you want to simplify it. But it is time. Time is the mm-hmm. is the most important element in it in the equation. If you're not willing to spend the time, everything else is going to hey pay oh, the mm, price. Mm, so let's just say let's go go on that. Say say. Let's say we have the time. You have the time. Okay. Let's start off on that premise. Um, uh, it, just having people talk and and. Um, I'm gonna say get getting a trust connection. The faster you can get a trust connection, the more information you're gonna get, that's the bottom line. That's the mm. easy way of saying that. It is not easy to do. Um, depending on the situation, depending on the configuration of the people. Some groups, it's very fast. It can be very yep. fast. Some groups, it's very difficult. Uh, it depends, and it's different every time, which is what makes it fun for me. Because um, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get, and and but there's the, the having people interact with each other and then just observing, and then switch the groups and watch it again, switch the groups and watch it again, you'll see patterns. You can't not. The stuff is going to surface. It's mm-hmm. very very difficult for humans to hide themselves um, I'm going to say sufficiently (laughs) and when you (laughs) when they're when they're making connections it just comes out it's if they feel comfortable and they're making a connection so the the goal is to create an environment where that can happen Um, and you're putting people in little groups little groups are definitely the way to go and You could give a prompt, a question, or something, but it comes out in the conversation where they're telling each other stuff, which is basically storytelling, emergent storytelling, even though they don't say it's not like once upon a time. You know, you could say, what's the thing that gave you the most energy when you were a kid? You know, when you were like seven years old, what gave you the most energy? Mm. Sometimes I'll stay away from using the happiness or joy or Um, uh, because sometimes, you know, and I've learned through my friends who deal with people um, in trauma that that can be triggering. uh, And I would love to to just use that. But I know a Mm. lot of people don't have access to any joy memories when they're children. So I'm like, okay. So I've done a lot of thinking and discussing and, you know, talking to my friends who do work in these areas about that. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, what gave you energy? What gave you, you know, an idea? What, what did you like to work on? What did that feel like? But when you, when you put questions like that um, as a prompt in a really small group, um, you know, a lot of information comes out. And so if you're yeah. observing that, um, it's fairly easy to, to see the little tidbits of patterns for the people involved and like you'd say to somebody, when did you, when were you able to concentrate the best? If you're specifically going for, let's say, how to build a better work environment for people and like where you need to put people, then I would mm-hmm. ask questions in the group like, you know, as a kid, because it's real primal <laughs> and it really doesn't change much, like at all, uh, very rarely. And so what they needed as a seven-year-old, they will need as an adult. And most people don't look at that stuff. They think of them, they start, okay, where are you now? But they don't look back. And, and people have the shoulds and the must and the have to. So if you say, where do you need to work? They'll tell you, generally, they'll answer the question of what they think they should need not what they Mm. actually really need. And so you have to go below the surface. And the easiest way to do that, the quickest way to do that, is ask them what was their favorite way of studying or playing when they were like seven? You know, did they like, you know, studying, playing with other people or kids? You want to stay away from the word friends because if you have people who, kids who are, if they have a negative connotation of the fact that they didn't have any, Mm. then it's kind of throwing a a speed bump in what you're trying to do. So it's make it about them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, and so what was was your favorite, you know, way of of playing or entertaining yourself? Mm. And that one's really quick, it comes back, you could tell who's introverted or who's extroverted that's fairly that's the easy one that's the easy one Uh, because introverted kids are like always going to say tell you that they're playing alone and they liked it and they like but you could see it on their face you could see it on their face so it's not just the words because if somebody will say something but then they're like you could see a conflict so you also have to be watchful with the unspoken language Um, and all of this is like you know difficult to measure you have to be paying attention and take some mm. notes and then there's nothing that that's you can't say this person is like this That's very dangerous but it's like huh I think you know I see a preference here and mm-hmm. just be curious about it and then just go okay and either ask more questions and then over months you know weeks months years then you can see oh yeah that is a really strong preference still a preference you know and uh, they, yeah, so it's just keep open-minded and keep the, all the judgment out of it, um, which can be hard, which can, that can be hard, it can be a challenge to do that. And, uh, and definitely with different cultures, because something that in our culture, which is normal, <laughs> you know, is something like, you know, forbidden or frowned upon in another culture and vice versa. Um, and so it's like just keep an open mind and and just keep asking questions and keep be curious. Yeah. You know? But watch watchful, watching and listening and and um, verbally and and physically. Yeah. You know? Does that answer your question? <laughs> That's <was> fairly long winded. <laughs> like I said, it's complex. It's there's no quick uh, yeah. answer to this stuff.
1: I'm not really struggling but I was a little bit drifting off (laughs) into (laughs) my seven-year-old self uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah thinking of liking it uh, to to play uh, on my own uh, uh, on the one hand but on the other hand the first thing when you asked the question that came to my mind was uh, playing detective and uh, that's
0: so much fun. I did yeah. that as well.
1: Yeah. but but that uh, I I didn't do alone. So that was something I uh, almost almost always uh, did with others as well, but How then many? on my own. How many? One or two? Yeah. Yeah. Most most mm-hmm. of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like my sister and I, we were just sure. We were on the hairy edge of solving a crime that was happening around us, but we just couldn't see it.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were really, really into, like, the mystery, you know, child mystery books. And, oh, so, so into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, wh- why, uh, what do you think? Why are... Uh... I mean most of the mysteries <laughs> aren't that good only when we are talking about maybe pirate treasures or so but that's that's not the detective stuff mostly uh, wh- wh- what is so what is so fascinating about that even for for kids mm-hmm. but also uh, also in adults why why do we like Mystery so much
0: well, we're curious animals, so i I think it's we're always so taught to you know deal what's in front of us. this is the thing you know d- deal with the known, don't waste time with the unknown don't take waste time with the gray area and mysteries you you're forced to look outside and and, and seek out the possibilities and all of the Good detective shows, and you know um, you know come on, sherlock and uh, it, he's somebody <laughs> there there are people who find the solution by thinking outside the box, and so yeah. it 's funny because we we admire the detectives who do this and do it really well, yet we 're taught in our societies not to do it,
2: mm. not
0: to color outside the line, so our innate curiosity is human animals I think that's what appeals that's that's just my opinion I don't know it for a fact that's what it feels like to me Mm. because it to me that that wouldn't be a surprise at all that that's why we're attracted to it because our subconscious is like you know just hungry for adventure and the unknown but yet our societies and educational systems and um, teach us yeah don't color outside the lines don't think about those possibilities
1: on the on the one hand through the internet we almost don't have any um unknown areas on the on on the first side what? maybe what uh yeah just just a second. Okay, okay. Uh, I I I I was just I was just comparing uh the 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 internet uh, or, or the modern world of information to like uh, 400 500 year, years old maps with higgs und mm-hmm. draconis written all over them. Uh, mm-hmm. Here are dragons, so don't go there. We didn't yeah. uh, explore <laughs> these, these, this area yet. So but be be, yeah, be, better don't go there. Um Which is, uh, could it be that today we know where the dragons are and now it's not the mystery anymore where the dragons are, but to really explore the dragons themselves?
0: Excellent, excellent question. And, and, and. Yes. (laughs) The short answer, (laughs) yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's a wrap. No. (laughs) No, no, no. It it, it comes back to the same thing of of kind of like the biggest dragons. They're going to get really meta here. The biggest dragons are on the inside. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, people saying wrestling their dragons or wrestling their inner, their tiger or huh. something. Um so the biggest unknown, of course, and the most dangerous is within ourselves, which is why people don't do it. So it's like, for example, the thing I've been thinking about, because um, I wrote you a note ahead of time, it's like, ooh, curiosity states. Um, but there's also this thing of being mature and being immature.
2: Mm.
0: Now society and our families, the cultures, they want us to be mature, to be a mature adult. What does that mean? It means following rules. It means settling down. Okay. You've already won half the game because like you're in a relationship and you've got kids, right? You're in a house, you pay the rent you know you're responsible you're mature but on the other hand you know it's like being immature and somebody when they say somebody is immature they can now it's granted it can be um uh, mentally physically because i know a lot of people who have <laughs> they're playing the culture game and they appear to be very culturally mature mhm but yet with themselves and how they interact with people, they're very immature, but yet they're successful as far as society goes. So it's sort of like the people who are, now I'm just going out on a limb here. I have no idea where this is going, but this is what I've been thinking about. It's just like just this morning when this popped into my head, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? You know, because i've had people in my life tell me you know it's like you need to settle down you need to settle down i'm say, like, but i am settled i'm fine but they were f- just not of,
1: like you are settled down
0: right right so i appeared to them to be immature yeah but yet i recognized i was more emotionally mature than they were mm. and so i think that's kind of a you know but it, again it has to do with curiosity like the 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 industrialized school system teaches us to you know turn down the volume on curiosity to not be mm. curious to give it up in fact in order to be more mature and be a high functioning adult um in a culture the culture construct um But, for example, the curiosity states, there's, like, um, one curiosity state that is like, oh, what's, you know, what's on my TikTok? What's on my, (laughs) what's on the Instagram? And it's just just stuff. And so we're curious Mm. in that respect. So on one hand, that satisfies an animal curiosity side, but what what does that bring us? Um, Mm. um, And then there's the... The epistemic, and I and I had I looked this up because so I'm like, okay, how do I? What is this? I have to <laughs> describe what it is. So, ep uh, epistemic um, or ep, epistemology, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. has to do with the the study of nature, the origin, the scope of knowledge, um, and related issues. It's considered a major subfield of philosophy. Um, I don't know if that tells you anything. Um, so I'm just reading off of the Wikipedia. It's a theory of knowledge. and But then there's empathetic curiosity. And so these are like the three that are like the major uh, curiosity states but then I was with my brain I'm like how can there only be three (laughs) (laughs) and so I was thinking of like the curiosity states is like is there like passive and active um you know what is it like a and I think it's important to have a diversive curiosity states and like, oh my God, what are mine? So this is just from this morning. So this is like really fresh brain food for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's like intrinsic and extrinsic curiosity states. Um, And then culturally, I want to say tainted for lack of a better term. Like what what is something that you're curious about? Just innately curious about something um you know and which of those does that is that the epistemic i'm guessing um curiosity state um because i am definitely i live in curiosity so this is why this one is particularly interesting to me
1: i i I had three thoughts running through my mind uh the first one was if the mysteries or mysteries as a mm-hmm. metaphor are a, are a practice or mm-hmm. a outside practicing field mm-hmm. to deal with your inner mysteries or your inner dragons. Mm. So we like the, those, those, yeah, we, we like to, to play around, think about, read about, uh, experience mysteries so that we can understand our, our own mysteries better. A second thought was did those people who told you you should settle and uh, that you are acting immature uh maybe for them uh, it, it looked that but your emotional uh maturity led to an uh, outside behavior. Uh, y- you were so mature uh, in an intrinsic way
2: mm-hmm.
1: that made you able to be or to act what other people uh, saw as immature. So yeah, and immature. and not immature.
0: Yeah, I would say... Um,
1: un- unsettled?
0: Um, not unsettled because that's a that's a... Uh, Definitely unstructured, that's what it appears, you know, people with ADD have that. Um, Definitely unpredictable, I mean, I was predictable in certain ways, I was predictable in my unpredictability. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, again, I just, you know, I was so fortunate um, having the mother that I had, um, so I was not made to feel in my family situation. Um, mm. It was a, it was the outside world that, that I got these messages from, but they the not 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 immature. It was more, um, and I wasn't rebellious, although not being just nonconforming is an act of rebellion. Um, mm. But my sister was very rebellious, actively so, um, mm-hmm. um, attention seeking. Um, actively rebellious, um, and I was not that um, mm. so it was it was um yeah, I can't think of the word now I said it earlier <laughs> and, um not immature, it was more responsible mm-hmm. or something like there's a number of those words that are around that that kind of touch on it, but there's not yeah. kind of one word that really captures it, okay um I don't think. Not not in my case at least. Mm. But I remember thinking a lot about how emotionally immature noticing uh, how emotionally mm. immature uh, most of the people around me were. Mm. Yeah, and not having the 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 control. Now, granted, you know, being on the <laughs> on the spectrum it would definitely look like that or appear to any of us um who have experienced i would say normal emotional um, you know uh, uh, shows of emotion, let's say um expressions of emotion um and 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 it does still today' strong emotion does make me uncomfortable, and so i I really had to learn. How to be non-judgmental in that area of saying why are they why are they being so dramatic? They have no control, when in fact keep, that is uh, not the case. Yeah. Um, but that's what it, when I was younger, that's what it appeared like to me that they had no control, um, you know, and uh, and they and everybody appeared very dramatic to me, <laughs> and. It must have been hard for my sister because she was very extroverted and very emotional, and it was always just like, "Ugh, really? Do you have to?" And <laughs> so it must have been hard having me for a sister. Um, and I feel I feel bad in a way that that she had to grow up with a sister like me, and and uh, you know who always I'm never really saying it because I didn't you know I wasn't voicing it in that manner, but she had to feel it coming off of me, like, "Ugh." Why are you so, so, you know, it's too much. Um, But yeah, she probably would have been really, really happier with, with like, because I was the only sibling and she probably would have been much happier with, you know, at least one other sibling that was very extroverted like her. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, oh, it's kind of, I find it kind of sad that she got me in a way. But that's what, you know, it's the way it is.
1: I think that is something, um, the whole pfft, discussion, uh, or, or just not, not, not discu- the getting people know about that. There is something like neurodiversity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm, I'm talking about maybe in two, five, ten years, I don't know. Um, is or, or could be a, a, a big help uh in situations like this uh because then we we become aware of i recognize myself in since the pandemic i would say that i often realize oh most people <laughs> aren't mm-hmm. approaching situations the way I do, or most mm-hmm. people don't think the way I think. Or m- a lot of people aren't that emotion controlling mm-hmm. than, than I am. Mm-hmm.
0: But do you, that's here, this is the thing though. Do you, do you control your emotions or just that you're just the way you are? Because I don't control mine. It's
1: just. 80% of the time, n- I'm just the way I am mm-hmm. and I would say 15% of the time I'm uh, aware that I am controlling or hold my emotions in check.
0: Like which ones? Of course, of course I want to ask. <laughs> like what? Give me an example. If you want. If you want. You don't have
1: to. Anger, for example.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm i had that when i was younger
1: yeah i i, w- I would say more of the mm-hmm. bad emotions of or the not so pleasant uh emotions but also i would say also sometimes positive emotions
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that could be because i'm so used to it um that sometimes i don't uh, I don't know where to draw the line, or w- yeah, where where I can draw the line to allow myself, um, yeah, just to be emotional because I am just so used to <laughs> and mm-hmm. not being mm-hmm. that that emotional. Okay. Uh, but I right now I can't I can't pin it down on. Uh, on uh, concrete examples, I think. Maybe, maybe in 10 minutes, I come up yeah. with something or something.
0: Because you, you have the thing of being a man and in society. And again, it's the thing, the pressures from the culture to not be emotional or not you know to always be in control, um, where women tend to have more permission to be dramatic because they, everybody thinks they are anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and and but you know men and little boys are taught you know don't cry don't feel don't show and so that's a hard thing now if you're somebody who's like on the spectrum where that's like your normal operating (laughs) position then that's almost I don't want to say it's not it's not cheating I don't mean it like that but it's like the you know for some People, for little boys and men who are very, very much extroverted or on the feeling side, and you know, extra, um, um, demonstratively, um, I want to say emotional. That's a hard thing to live with in mm. societies, especially if it's a really macho society. Uh, but even low-key, you know, masculine culture is super heavy duty. On men and boys, and it's really unfair
1: yeah and i i i would say i know I think I know at least a lot of men that are on the other side of the emotional spectrum mm-hmm. Even those who, there's one that comes to mind uh, in particular who is really on the extroverted emotional side and his wife or soon-to-be ex-wife is completely on the uh, more unemotional or or on or maybe on another level of uh, emotional. Well, I, now I have to
0: jump in here because like the Tourette side of me wants to... <laughs> I can barely keep my mouth shut about like, <laughs> oh, so that's why the X, you know, it's like, it's the inappropriateness of M- <laughs> maybe that's a, that's a recipe you know, right there. Anyway, go ahead, sorry.
1: But, yeah, but but, 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 yes, and, um <laughs> maybe if people I don't want to pin it on this particular couple, but, uh, I mean, my girlfriend is on the really emotional side as well. And sometimes that is really, really tough for both of, both of us, mm-hmm. uh, because it's hard for me to deal, not only to stand uh, this emotionality, mm-hmm. but to, to, to do something with it, to, to, to mm-hmm deal with it on the one side and for her I guess it's really hard to deal with something that looks maybe really rational really cold really um, heartless mm-hmm. m- sometimes from my side mm-hmm. um, but it's this uh, something similar, similar that I s- said 10 minutes ago that w- when we know more about it Mm -hmm. and we know more about the spectrum and we know more about how others are dealing with that, um, then we can work on it. And I mean, every relationship needs work. Uh, uh, Sure, there may be some relationships, uh, yeah, that are just pure harmony and that are (laughs) working (laughs) all the time and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that are uh, match made wherever uh that yeah never never uh collide in any way but i mm-hmm. guess most people have to work on their on their relationships and when oh, you have yeah. the information mm-hmm. and when you know how other people yeah how, how other people's minds brain soul spirit whatever work together uh, then it's easier for you to deal with it I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because even knowing as much as I know, I'm still a victim of myself. And when when my wife and I have an argument, oh God, I just fall right back to my type. If I'm tired, and mm. and you know, overstressed. And I don't mean um, not overstressed as in a, oh, I'm so stressed, but the something is stressing a situation, or I'm t- overly sensitive because of something um you know because I'm uh, hypersensitive um so if a sensing thing if it's too too much of something too noisy too this too that it's 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 um yeah I get uh, um um hmm, that's us good way I gotta describe that what is that it's it's Well, definitely my patience goes out the window (laughs) for sure. And, but I'm like, so true to my, my, my type because I, you know, if I'm impatient at all for whatever throws it out of balance and I, I'm in a place of impatience. Um, yeah, I get real logical and it, and it's super frustrating when she's like, um, yeah, uh, uh emotional (laughs) but it's like I think it's like my finger will come out my hand will go on my hip and I'm just like okay and I'll literally say the words it's like that's not logical and then I just in the same moment I'm laughing at myself on the inside I'm like really because I can see I can say I'll always have this perspective thing so even while I'm in it I can I'm on the outside watching it is this the Spock (laughs) because <laughs> I do I do and it's like while, while it's happening I can see myself doing it and so on one hand I'm like really angry and, but it's always what makes me you know um, the, I can turn the volume down fairly quickly because of that um, but I always But that is myself. really
1: advanced stuff I guess Well that's, we can and that's, do that.
0: that's Well that's because of my mother because we were taught to do that and the awareness when we were little but it doesn't mean, I mean, look at the, I've, the way I was raised and that, that was going on, um, stuff she was teaching us was when I was you know, six and from when I was six or seven. So there's no guarantee that you ever solve it. There's no such thing as solving it. You're always gonna be annoyed about something. You're always gonna be mm. dealing with yourself. And then if you're living with somebody, of course, it's gonna impact them. <laughs> so you're never living, you know, it's never in a vacuum because we mm. interact with other people all the time. And, but, you know, that's just to to let you know, and I don't mean to bum everybody out here by saying, look, I've been studying this since I was six or seven, and no, it's <laughs> never. <laughs> I just, that just popped into my head, listening to myself say it, I was like, oh shit. Everybody's like, great, I'm gonna go jump off a cliff now, if it doesn't get any better. It's <laughs> no um
1: do, do, do you remember uh specifically how your mom taught you to to turn that down when this i don't know voice or this this thought uh or, or feeling it hmm. comes to it's, your head
0: it's i've been thinking about this a lot recently um and trying to say, God, that would be great if I just had a book <laughs> or the videos, you know, from like the whole childhood. And so I've been trying to think about this and it would be great. I've been thinking about like trying to put it down and writing and just record it. Um, it had a lot to do with kind of what we were talking about earlier where we would have discussions and mm. she would talk about, you know, or she would ask questions and then mm. listen which allows a kid the space to reflect on their own and answer their own questions or answer, answer something you know answer it themselves um, instead of having a parent that you should you, you know you should be like this you should think like this we were led gently what i what i call actually cat psychology and uh because <laughs> you can't make a kitty love you. you can't make it force a kitty to sit on your lap. The kitty has mm. to want to. Mm. So and my mother was really, really, just accidentally really good at this. Um, you know, she was a master at it. And so you know, helping people be aware of themselves by just gently. Um, you know, asking questions and listening and being present while, during the discovery mm. and not putting a judgment on it, which I don't mm. know how she did that. I just don't know how she did it. She just innately, she was like that. And I'm very, very lucky. So it wasn't a thing of how telling us to do it. She showed us how to do it.
1: That sounds uh, really Montessori <laughs> to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, every because time we
0: talk about this, you go, God, that sounds like Montessori. And I'm like, yeah, it does, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, one of one of the first, uh, I think it was the first or second, like evening for parents where the kindergarten um, showed us what Montessori is like. Mm-hmm uh and that, that that was a really cool experience because um bridget was back then the the yeah uh, boss of the kindergarten the, the organizational okay. and okay. um uh, leader uh, of the kindergarten and she had like 30 or 35 years of of experience under her belt uh, and she did with as grown-ups, what she would do with the kids as well, and she uh-huh. gave us uh-huh. some of the materials. She she said uh, that the, the the kids are not playing with Montessori materials; they are working with it. Uh-huh. Uh, the 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 phrase is just um it's because otherwise the kids they're for for maths for example for calculating they are like one meter long um wooden stuffs mm-hmm. that are like and they get shorter in 10 centimeter uh, steps and she said mm-hmm. if you won't tell three or four year olds this is not for playing you have like playing knights, or have mm-hmm. them like um, playing cowboy uh, with it, and shooting or hitting mm-hmm. someone with it. So there's always uh, the the working with the material, and um, they gave us some some materials, and we could just explore them mm-hmm. without telling us what they are for. Mm-hmm. And then they would approach us like they would with a with a child when they see she was really good at um seeing and that that, that goes back to our to, to the beginning of our conversation uh she just observed mm-hmm. how we or the kids are working with the material uh and she said i can see when you're ready for the next level
2: yeah yeah.
1: So when the kids uh, are ready to, for example, calculate with some beads or pearls, then they would approach them uh, and ask something like. Sh- do you want to know what you can do with this as well? Or do you mm-hmm. want me to show you what you can do with that furthermore? So mm-hmm. um, and then yeah they they would show something to them and let them do it uh, let them do it uh for themselves and then they would take herself out of, of uh, out uh-huh. of the situation again yeah. so that the kids can work on that on on their own for 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever
0: yeah yeah because we were growing up we were allowed to Experiment. It was it was great. It was perfect for me. Um, mm. It couldn't have been better uh, because it could, again the self education, um, the luxury, of <laughs> and and you know the books and the the art supplies and the you know running around outside and um, you know we had animals and so it was it was like the laboratory of life and. Mm. But then we would have discussions about stuff, um, so that was you know, kind of like a debriefing. Now, <laughs> you know, and she would say, "Well, what did you do today?" And mm-hmm. and uh, so it wasn't like, "Oh, I went here. I went here." It's like, "Okay, well, what did, what did you think about today?" Mm-hmm. Which is like, how many parents ask their children that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what, what did you, I you was know, like, oh, and she was just interested. And so she would be cooking, and as a single parent, you know, it's like the quality time was when she was cooking. So we would mm-hmm. sit on the cap, the cabinets, you know, the counters, and she would be cooking, and then we'd have, we would have discussions. Um, uh, yeah, I always remember being in the kitchen, <laughs> 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 which is where all the good stuff happens anyway. But, uh yeah, she was just interested, just listening. She was just a world-class listener. Um, and not not asking questions in a, you know, I want to say a gathering information. It was more of an opening mm-hmm. and really, you know, observing a mm-hmm. way of, in curious way of asking questions that makes you want to talk. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just have always obviously followed the same. Kind of thing. I'm definitely my mother's daughter. <laughs> and, you know, my but my thing, you know, of course, with the way I'm hardwired, it's like I always want to ask like really deep questions, <laughs> and generally way too early. And <laughs> so I have to try and pay attention to watch people's you know facial expressions. Sometimes I catch it, sometimes I don't. You know, it is what it is. Um, (laughs) I've gotten better at it now that I'm 60, of course. You know, when I was younger, it's, yeah, obviously very intrusive. (laughs) I just had to remember
1: a situation uh, we had in our last uh, (laughs) Digital Potential call.
0: Oh, did I ask you really intrusive questions? No, not you. (laughs) No, not me. No. no, the situation. right, ah, right, 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 right. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but,
1: but 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 that but, but then we come back to mm-hmm. the topic of the of time. Mm-hmm. And when you mm-hmm. when you uh, you have to give people the time to digest your question, to right. um, yeah, explore the question, to decide what am I willing to give away now and what mm-hmm. what not. Uh, and oh, it's when... like
0: the beads. It's like the Montessori beads. Okay, uh, this is, ooh, <laughs> I just recognized it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because with my questions, I've gotten better. God, it's taken a long time. And again, I don't mean to freak people out who are younger. It's like, oh, you have to wait till you're 60. But <laughs> maybe people who are neuronormatives, this is easier. But for me, I guess it wasn't so. But recognizing when is the right time to ask the deeper questions? It's like going to the kids in the Montessori and going, "Hey, do you want me to help you? you you want to know what else you can do with that
1: mm-hmm. whereas
0: i was I was like, "Yeah, look at these you know, <laughs> and people aren't not aren't ready <laughs> mm-hmm. to look at the inner, deeper layers of themselves um, yeah, so i was com- I wasn't as aware of that when I was younger, so I've gotten better at it. I think I hope. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> but some... I can tell.
0: Sometimes I can tell when I've asked a question it's like, "Oh shit, that was too soon."
2: You know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I think one tool or one one mm-hmm. one thing people can take home from from the podcast maybe the some kind of compressed time i mean sharing experiences or when you when you when you read a book mm-hmm. i some days ago i i, bro- uh, I, I heard the expression that uh, reading a book means you are compressing someone else's time that can span from 1 to 30 40 years oh yeah into several hours yeah. So s- s- somebody somebody w- 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 who wrote a book mm-hmm. um, put lots of yeah he, she or he put lots of time in it to mm-hmm. compress all that experiences and knowledge and thoughts and ideas and feelings into into a really short package. Mm-hmm. And um, or really, really, yeah, compact package. Um, and that's something we are doing here as well.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And give yeah. people the the opportunity. Uh, and and sometimes it it goes the, the complete way around. Do you know Derek Sivers? Does the what the, the, what? the name Derek Derek Sivers? Does the name uh, bring name well?
0: sounds familiar? Have no, c- what what? Tell me. Name sounds uh, familiar, though.
1: He He's a blogger and he was an entrepreneur who's, who sold his business like in 2005 or seven or so. Mm-hmm. And then he did some TED Talks and now he's living in okay. New Zealand mm-hmm. again. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I was really eager for his uh, actual, his, his uh, newest book, uh, How to Live.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was so impatient to finally read it and I thought I would read it in one sitting in one day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this I, I think I have managed to to read like five pages in half a year.
2: <laughs> because
1: every sentence, really every sentence I read, I have to think about. Or I stop mm-hmm. reading then because mm-hmm. it's that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like Isaiah deep. Berlin. Like Isaiah Berlin, he, his his books are like, oh, they're so chewy, they're so intense, and I could just read a couple sentences and then close it and think yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's that's the other way around. Yeah. He took mm-hmm. he took like five years to to write this book, maybe, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe for me, it, <laughs> if I keep at that speed, it takes like mm-hmm. thirty years for me to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. sometimes uh, yeah, it's it's it is just that that way and uh, we have to give ourselves and others uh more time to be mm-hmm. to really be inclusive and not to rush uh, into things and
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And that's to, ooh, that's an interesting thought. It's uh, inviting and including people like into my world also is an interesting mm-hmm. concept so not just getting people to include us into normative society but like what can we do to include people in ours hmm because it's a rich space in here, <laughs> mm-hmm. in my head, it's a it's a rich space. But this is the thing during the pandemic, I've found quite a lot of people, and I've got this 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 great orbit around me of people who I have discussions with who seem to like m- <laughs> my inner world, my and and their their you know, and contact me goes like, Hey, can we have a conversation again? Which is great. And Mm -hmm. it's um this is I think the pandemic has opened up the opportunities for uh people like neurodivergence to to find people who um who are open enough and ready enough to to like I say walk in that forest. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to think of a metaphor, but that's, a, that's the first one that popped in. And and you know, be curious enough and take the time to be like, hey, let's hang out. And and um, and not automatically be, well, this is a, this is not normal. Mm. And not try and th- you know the comparative judgmental thing of why don't you do this is what what I've had. You know, you should just. you know my whole life of having that you know um you know met that way in society you know well you could just if you just try if you just Mm. you know and during the pandemic i don't get any of that it's always like wow you have a really interesting perspective tell me more about yada 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 so Mm. that's why i always say it's like holy cow this is Mm -hmm. um a really interesting space to be you know within myself um and i didn't share as much as i'm sharing now because why it's almost like it felt like not that people weren't ready for me or that i'm not and i'm definitely not saying i was like better than anybody else or anything like that but it's like why share it if you got if you come up against a negativity a a number of times um
1: because it's in your name
0: what do you mean (laughs)
1: Sharon? It's in your name. The the sharing,
0: (laughs) share on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but 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 (laughs) it's that's 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 something I always. So if there's a
0: share on, should they bury a share off when people (laughs) like like you're sharing too much? (laughs) Where's the off button on that? sorry go ahead
1: (laughs) yeah the 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 sharing uh, i I mean i I, (laughs) sorry (laughs) i I like that that'll
0: make somebody laugh
1: (laughs) (laughs) i hope so Uh, i don't know a
0: particular person i was thinking i was gonna just like think that's funny as shit i mean
1: it's my i i can i can (laughs) do i I can do the same with my name because what i just did was a uh I don't know if it's the right term but uh, f- for that uh, it, it's like a dead joke. Yeah. And uh, in German the expression would be Karlauer. And if you take the Karlauer mm-hmm. and put my my last name in front of it so I am call my, my last name is Karl so I really know something about Karlauers. Yeah, there are some jokes that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> <In another language. laughs> if, you, if you have
0: to describe it it loses yeah. the power it yeah, loses the absolutely. power in translation <laughs> um,
1: but, but the, the, the uh, yeah not f- not wanting to share or uh, thinking that mm, I find myself often in the position that I think I shouldn't share it because other people people can do it much better or are much deeper into in in the, that topic or yeah why should i share anything because i'm no okay. expert in it um, oh wow so i i really have to push myself uh, out of this and always remind uh-huh. me uh to say okay. you are not sharing the information you are sharing your personal view on it, your personal mm-hmm. voice, your mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And if you just can, if you if you can reach just one or two persons mm-hmm. with it, and help mm-hmm. them, uh, then it's already then you already did a good job.
0: Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I come at it from a different, different um, angle because i don't think of like ah somebody knows it better than me because i figured like everybody knows it better than me and and uh but i know that my you know the way i my perspective on stuff is very different Mm -hmm. um but then it's like meh why waste my time to try and you know get somebody to understand it so this is why i say for me the sharing myself is more because people say it's like god you should share that and i'm like Mm -hmm. should i Because normally just having it in my head is enough, which is Mm -hmm. very, very, very very, um, much my personality type uh, in that, where Mm. it's like I have a very rich inner life and that's enough. So it's almost, it could be said that, not selfish, I don't want to say it like that, but um, generous maybe. It's a generous act. To share what what's in my head almost, because it's not from a... I don't not share it. <laughs> I don't. Do, do you know what I mean? Your angle, like you said, is from a like oh people won't like it or people. There's an extrinsic thing attached to how you're making that decision of sharing. That's what it sounds like just by the words you chose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it, mine it, I, I, mine mm-hmm.
0: is on the intrinsic side of like. Eh, that would take a lot of energy. Why Why would I, why would I want to do that? Because um, I'm lazy. And so it's like, huh, no, I'm cool with thinking about it myself. Now it, coming out and having a discussion with certain people, then that's when it comes out. That's when it comes out. So then the people that know yes. me are like, oh, you should share this. And I'm like, should I?
1: Like, I okay. think what's what what might be a, a variable in the in the whole uh, formula might be the the introvertiveness, mm-hmm. uh, the introversion, mm-hmm. because when we as introverts, uh, it it doesn't give us energy to share something, as well as being around people is more energy uh sucking, sucking. yeah mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. um, maybe the the sharing uh is a similar situation situation than being around people so it's more we 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 don't mm-hmm. get energy from from sharing something mm-hmm. it's funny because i um i mm. i i um thought about or i'm i'm planning to start the year not not on the 1st of January, but I did the first one today. Um, I was inspired by a guy, a German guy called uh, Klaus Eck, um, who wrote, he wanted to write 365 postings on LinkedIn last year in in 2021. Uh, He managed to do 320, I guess. So almost every day he wrote something on, on LinkedIn. Um, and he, he killed off his website, his blog and only did it on LinkedIn for one year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I took the inspiration from that to say, okay, you try to share as often as you can Mm
2: -hmm.
1: something that goes through your head, uh, in the morning on as much channels as possible Mm -hmm. and in the evening you don't serve. Around uh, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, news sites, RSS feeds, or mm-hmm. whatsoever. But in in the evening, to get your dopamine fix, you s- you you take a look at what people commented, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you. I, I, I'm going to put it together, even for my uh, at least for myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I do a blog posting out of it, or I make a uh, make a YouTube video about the the topics. Um, I'm still figuring out what what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to train myself again to share more because Mm -hmm. that is something I I, I lost a little bit uh, in the pandemic uh, Mm -hmm. because being around people physically got me as an introvert, uh, got me the mm, got me the feedback, the positive feedback from from a conversation to huh, that seems to interest people so i just posted mm-hmm. and not being around people that much didn't give me this um this this positive feedback okay so i didn't share it
0: mm-hmm. okay gotcha
1: and now i try to okay so
0: that is an extrinsic thing so you're Intr- you're introverted, but you're extrinsically motivated.
1: No, I have to, no, I'm fine with having these thoughts for, for, for myself. Uh, but professionally, uh, I'm, I'm extrin. I, I'm not extrinsically motivated, uh, to share my thoughts because I'm mm-hmm. fine with having those for myself as well.
0: Mm-hmm. No, not having the thoughts, but the sharing them.
1: The outcome of the sharing is the extrinsic motivation. The the maybe um, producing producing content uh, or making something out of uh, out mm-hmm. of the thoughts, mm-hmm. enriching them uh, with the with the thoughts or experiences people. Mm. Uh, so other if you people. know
0: that that that's super important to build in a structure this is what i was um trying to explain about the about the um stuck kind of the story core toolbox thing uh, which mm. i now realize should have been three different <laughs> workshops <laughs> i made it really complex but i didn't realize it until i got it i was in it and doing it because it was the first time with that particular one but it's like you know kind of what the building our recipe for you know the kind of how do we motivate what in the structure that we need to do that so if you mm-hmm. know that about yourself um that's super valuable because then you can have um you know uh, you could set up particular situations where you will mm-hmm. be getting that, and then mm-hmm. that will be it's, it starts a chain reaction it's like for example um, you know, I get that off of our conversations. I get a mm-hmm. lot of, um, of, uh, inspiration. For me, it's the like inspiration. Um, and then it fuels, you know, and gets me in a particular flow state for particular tasks. And then mm-hmm. there's other friends that I know that are good for this particular type of, <laughs> you know, flow state, you know, different, different types of flow states. Um, mm-hmm. and so that you know, setting that up for ourselves and can be very, very effective, but knowing it and, and becoming aware of that and then constructing it what we need um, mm-hmm. to, to either uh, raise or lower our energy levels. Um, this, is a, this is what I think is the most right now, one of my most inter- interesting areas of experimentation. Mm. yeah yeah I, I could talk about it for days and days and days <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's endlessly fascinating you know because it's 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 complex and it's changeable but you can write your own recipe and that's why the guy um uh Stephen Kotler with the art of impossible this is that's that book is so great I know I mentioned it in one of our earlier podcasts mm. But, uh, yeah, writing our own recipes for what we need to do and, um, uh, when I say what we need to do, that's <laughs> such a generalized statement. <laughs> it's but, funny. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I had a, I, that, that you, that you are talking about recipes. I had an idea for mm-hmm. a website and an app. I, I yeah, I, I still can't grasp it. Um. Where I um, drew those hexagon forms, Mm -hmm. Uh, lots of them. It it looked like um, a role playing map with like Mm -hmm. 60, 70, 80 of these little hexagon fields. Mm -hmm. And everyone was um, some kind of recipe or habit or or technique or life hack mm-hmm. or tip so that you either could say, okay, I want to get better in a special, uh, in, a, in, a, in a skill or in a habit, or I want to implement something uh, in my life. And so that you can find other tips, life hacks, whatever that are, mm-hmm. um, around this particular mm-hmm. uh, thing or that you can say, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good in something and then you can mm-hmm. see where to go from there and mm-hmm. you can build your, your, your path from, for example, uh, you're really good and disciplined uh, in food and in nutrition mm-hmm. and then you could, uh, find your path from there into um habits of sport or habits of uh using your brain or mm-hmm. sleep or whatever and i just realized that uh that, that was six or seven years ago that i started that mm-hmm. i have to to uh, look later in the day if i still find the the paper version of it De- uh, the, take
0: a, t- yeah definitely take a photo and send it to me that sounds uh, interesting
1: yeah, and now, uh, mm. and now uh, with with Notion we talked about mm-hmm. earlier okay. uh, before we okay. started the the recording, uh, I just realized that with Notion now I have the technical uh, tool mm-hmm. uh, to build what I was thinking back then. So it was just. Mm the time <laughs> yeah, to wait yeah. until someone else, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the time and patience uh, that someone else builds a tool or or several tools that you then can use um, to make an idea you had years ago a reality. That's Yes, quite powerful. yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I like the way that technology is catching up to my needs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> I want to I want to um take a I want to take a sidestep when you were talking about the um you know what you do to you know to like be in that state and you know, the 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 optimal you know energy giving state um and kind of like what questions can we ask ourselves and it's sort of another way I have of looking at it Um, and I was thinking about this as uh, how did my mother, you know, the question you asked, how did my mother teach us this? Um, And so it's like, how did we, or how did you come to build your choice or decision architecture? Like, what does that look like? Um, Do you know what I'm asking? It's the, there's kind of a name for it, these things of uh, behavioral economics, behavioral, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the, you know, how do we make the choices that we make? How do we make the decisions that we make? And how do we know how we do it? You know, it's, again, the being aware of it. But what is the architecture of that? Because I'm always fascinated with how we create the structures, our operating structures. Um, our operating systems. Some of it's a system because you can build the systems, but what is the structure built on? What are the bones of it? Um, and some people would say it's the same. I don't see it that way. It doesn't feel that way to me, <laughs> which is why I keep, you know, I have the word separated. Um, but it, it's the...
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I I used that, um, I used that, that uh, picture, uh, as well, sometimes the the term of a human operation system mm-hmm. uh, is is quite powerful. I think because you really can say, yeah, that the the, the, um, the operational systems they do almost the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But if you have a, a human that works like Windows, and you have a human that more <laughs> works like macOS, and then you have someone who works more like Linux, and uh, that well, is... Well, and,
0: and and I have to add in, it's like none of us work like any of those because humans are chaotic.
1: So yes.
0: it's a completely different, it's the chaos system. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is run by emotions. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, it's but like in that, given that, given that that's the base, yeah. like what is the system, or the or the the structure, the architecture? Because we're all architects of our own lives. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but some know it and some other uh, others don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And but some a lot of so us
0: a lot of us adopt the blueprints, you know, of the cultures, and they just kind of build and decorate it and accessorize something that somebody else built.
1: Hmm. But aren't there a lot of people who leave the architectural part to others?
0: Oh, sure they do. Think of and think of the people that think of the number of people who are in jobs that they hate because their pa- family told them they should have been a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Are they happy in their house? Hmm. Some mm. are. A lot of them aren't. Yeah. They're living in a house that somebody else built.
1: Or maybe they they built the house. But so they, they, they built the house like the, the bricklayer or the the mason who who built the house, but somebody else made the plan. So they built the house, but the structure of the house. That's what I'm saying. The architect. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, the architecture of the house. They just take
0: the family or the, the family culture or the country culture blueprints. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I like the metaphor. I like, I really like the metaphor. It's very rich, and yeah. So it's uh, this is the stuff I've been thinking about recently. And I'm like, oh, oh, I like that. <laughs> so what's the blueprint? Uh, because I'm always looking for a good a good good metaphors to describe like what the hell is in my head?
1: yeah, but the the good thing about yeah. that, I mean, uh, yeah. at, at first, you think, oh, no, I don't have any control over my life or I wasted my life mm-hmm. because uh, others were the architects. Yeah. But yeah. the good thing about it is uh, you can take a li- really big hammer <laughs> and just uh, smash some walls and yeah. uh, alter okay. the house yeah. later on uh, as you like. And now, there's the time again and the patience.
0: you could build an addition yes you could build you know you could you could knock it down and do another thing on it you could do a renovation because i mean come on you know what's a midlife crisis that's a renovation now is it a partial renovation or is it a full-on renovation you know then again you could just like close the door (laughs) And walk away and <laughs> just go build another house get new blueprints and totally reconstruct yourself which some people do you know but like what's the cost of that what is the energy cost of that of completely you know setting a new foundation you know and and that's hard that's that's really hard but it's like the people who are um uh you know for for whatever reason up uprooted from their country and forced to immigrate in a wartime situation or economic situation that's what they're doing but it's like you know what parts of your house in the architecture do you take do you take the same blueprints and start building the same house you had over there in the new place you know and how much of it gives us comfort and stability and how much of it is just because it's the blueprints that is have always been used
1: wow yeah and then you have <laughs> then you have other influences like like yeah. uh the climate and the weather for example yeah. that when you yeah. take the blueprints of the house you had somewhere else maybe just uh-huh. don't work in that climate it's anymore exactly. and then you are really uh miserable yeah. because you realize my architectural plans are not working here anymore
0: exactly Whew. exactly yeah not super rich for thinking about yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: but then again you can and like how are
0: you teaching your kids right now this is a good question what are you teaching your kids what blueprints are you teaching your kids right now
1: right now i'm teaching her to to be um to 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 be al- comfortably alone mm-hmm. uh but um i i i really have to discipline myself uh not to uh for example when i'm when i'm sitting on the couch w- working and she's playing mm-hmm. or uh, crafting something. I really have to discipline myself not to interrupt her mm. with comments, always mm. like, oh, that's really nice what you're doing there or so, because uh, she didn't ask me about it. And uh, I would just comment it, comment it um, and get her out of this, this focus state, Yeah. for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, the, the, the asking questions, um, I started that like f- a year ago or so that I, uh, the first, the first question I, I often used, uh, in some way was, uh, not this open question because I hated uh, myself this, uh, how was your day? That's mm-hmm. like, I, I hate okay. this question. <laughs> totally well there's different
0: kinds of open questions that one is just vague there's a vague like math open questions yeah. and then there's open questions that allow and encourage discussion uh,
1: what what I what I uh, often use is what was your favorite part of the day or uh, mm-hmm. what um, uh, what nice. have you been laughing the most about today or what those was the funniest so, something those something, are great questions okay
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. still that, open yeah still open
1: yeah. I I try to I try to to emphasize uh, something positive with the questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. But don't something.
0: avoid don't avoid the because it's here's part of the architecture, okay. Mm. You don't want to always avoid the the negative because then that teaches. <laughs> no, that comes
1: out from from itself. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. But I'm saying you get but but asking and listening is yeah. part of the architecture of you know like what was the most frustrating thing for you today mm-hmm. because it gives permission to actually talk about it.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: Instead of it having to do a a volcano in order to come out. Mhm. Mm-hmm. This is this is part of that architecture as well. Mhm. Mm -hmm. to knowing how to, it's the showing a kid how to be able to, again, I don't think about it until I start explaining it, that, yeah, this is what my mom did. Um, But it's the the giving the permission to talk about uncomfortable stuff or difficult stuff, because how would you know as a kid how to deal with that if Mm. you never, if that's like never invited? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then they learn, if it's a, then if it's a discussion, and when they say, yeah, this and this, it's like, okay, how did you feel about that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you want to do the next time? Mm-hmm. What do you wish would happen to do the next time?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Stuff like that. Because not talking about it just by an exemption teaches kids, that's part of the architecture of teaching what's, what is taboo. That's the room at the end of the hall that you're not supposed to go in. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's behind the door, but you know you're not supposed to go in there because mm-hmm. nobody ever does.
1: Mm-hmm. And bringing that up or, or showing that it's okay to bring that up. That's right. helps helps uh, at last to, to think about it and uh, right. to talk about it yeah, when it's needed.
0: And it's also to to there's a there's a, a learning level of self calming in that because they know then and, and also trust that if if they really have a problem they'll come to you. There's your tip for today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was a family coach. Huh. <laughs> a parenting coach, huh, I could add that to my... <laughs> no, but it's, it's funny, because I don't think, I never thought, okay, I could never coach in that area, because what do I, I don't know anything about that. But in fact, you know, it's like what my mother did, and I, yeah, I mean, I think about that all the time. I just haven't put a lot of it into words, um, but am um, extraordinary, she was a master
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Huh? Ha, I have to think about that. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's, that's the, the, the full circle of inclusion now, because that is inclusive because yes. you are asking inclusive question. You don't yeah. leave any topics out. It's yeah. not only about yeah. about being inclusive about people, but also being inclusive about emotions, feelings, topics, yeah. questions.
2: That's a if good you are, point.
1: If, if you're I- exclusive good. of topics or if you're exclusive of uh, words or mm-hmm. or how can you be inclusive of people mm-hmm.
0: then? Yeah. And it's like it's a okay work, workplace scenario where bosses only want to hear good news. Yes. Yeah, it's so funny because it starts so early. And again, that thing, I didn't really think, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it like that, but absolutely. And I can say, yes, I, I truly grew up in an inclusive household on like all levels. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Okay, oh, keep coming back to that thing. It's like, damn, I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I'm just, it just blows my mind. Mm. It blows my mind. Yeah.
1: I would I would like to park <laughs> park the conversation downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Um maybe with with a question that goes in the direction I mean uh we we wanted to talk uh, about school systems and and uh, how to use curiosity for cultural construction but maybe I could we, we could start next time with the question that's what what right now interests me Totally, but maybe we shouldn't go down that rabbit hole now because then we need two hours no, more. No, because we're going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what was, what was the, 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 the education or how did your mother know that? That would be oh. quite interesting.
0: Okay, that's a rich well to dip into. <laughs> that's a really, yeah, okay. And it's funny because I want to do that thing of you know to have friends that tease me about it. You know, Sharon's mom said, (laughs) Sharon's mom said, you know, because I say it all the time. I'm like, my mother said, my mother said, because it was just no. She's got a great story, so that would be fun to fun to tap into next time. Yeah, absolutely, because it definitely is not a (laughs) ten minute conversation. No, because it's so so. rich. It's so rich, and and. So many be- people are benefiting from me I feel like you know that's my legacy mm. uh is passing on her you know who she who she was she was an extraordinary woman ahead of her time, and that's mm-hmm. uh, yeah so i yeah that would be that would be really cool I would really enjoy that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah cool cool yeah so the next one is entitled mom's sharon's mom said (laughs) maybe no 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 no. it's just that i but when i say it enough and i never i never really say her name which is rita you know rita malone and but i always go yeah my mom said you know so i never said rita said you know this woman (laughs) rita i know i was always my mom said Uh which is why why it's funny you know so at some point when this is like where we're all famous and, and shit and on, on the podcast and we're selling merchandise and the other section of it, you know, there'll be T-shirts. Sharon's mom said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Then until next week.
1: Till next week.